We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What is going on, Colts Nation? Welcome back to another episode of Bring the Juice. Your guys, Derek and Cody, with you as always. And guys, today was finally the day. The Indianapolis Colts finally got their head coach of the future, Shane Steichen, former Eagles offensive coordinator. They had their press conference today with him. Uh, when this video comes out, this will, uh, or I'm not sure when this one's going to be coming out exactly, but nevertheless, the Colts have their new head coach of the future. We certainly hope so. And there's a lot to discuss about the presser today. Uh, be sure to leave in the comments what you guys thought of his presser. Cody, uh, you obviously live streamed it. You got to watch it live with everyone else. Uh, what was your thoughts listening to Steichen and Ursay and Ballard throughout this whole presser? Yeah, I mean, I would say uh, for Steichen, I was very impressed with the way that he conducted himself. You know, very professional. You know, was was answering a lot of. I think had a lot of good answers. Um, and you know, just seems to be that guy that's going to demand excellence from this team. That's exactly what the Colts, you know, need. And you know, just I kind of got it a little bit more fiery. You know. Um, and I think he absolutely nailed it. You know, started off with I went on a really great note with just it was very emotional um, about just getting the opportunity to be the next head coach of the Colts, and you know was tearing up and stuff. And you know, I, I think what impressed me the most is you can tell how much of a connection, how hard it was for him to leave Philadelphia. I mean, my goodness, the list went on and on of all the people he was thanking. Uh, he went through every single player on the Colts, or on, I'm sorry, on the Philly offense and named yeah. them by name. He thanked every single one of them. So I thought that was very impressive. And then the fact that he was just very, seemed to be very humble, very down to earth, very grateful for this opportunity. And I just thought overall, I came away very impressed by him and the way that he conducted himself. Now, saying that, I wish, I felt, I wish that Steichen would have got probably a few more questions. It seemed like for a while it was, you know, Ursay was just talking to talk sometimes. He, just, you know, how he does it, where he yeah. talks very methodically and does a lot of pauses and a lot of ums. And then yeah, it's just, and it's just yeah, very Ballard lovely. had to be Ballard had to be the mediator. Like, hey, I'm gonna talk yeah. for two minutes and then let's just move on to this. 
Yeah, it, yeah. it was funny because every time that they would like Ursay, they would ask Ursay a question, the chat would literally be like, "No, no more questions for Ursay." <laughs> it was so funny. Uh, we but- love you, Jim Ursay. We really do. But man, please just allow your GM and your and your head coach to talk, man. Or yeah, just so, do yourself a favor. Try to like reduce your sentences a little bit. Yeah. So, I mean, that's what it was. I mean, Ballard had, you know, I felt like he was kind of the in-between. Um, we all know what Ballard's like. We've heard enough of his pressers. But yeah. he was very much on par with with kind of the process and stuff like that. And, you know, for and for how thorough they were, I'm very, uh, I'm very glad that, you know, he was able to just kind of explain their process and how they kind of decided between Shane and, you know, Shane also talked about as well, just the process the Colts had um, and how, you know, extensive it was and how he really appreciated that. You know, we know how long the Colts had, you know, Steichen and these other candidates in there 12 plus hours in that second round of interviews. And so just the kind of unorthodox, if you will, but very creative ways that they did it. I think that's what drew Steichen to the Colts. And that's what drew the Colts to Steichen was just the way that he answered it was exactly what they were hoping for. Right. And kind of from what I heard, it was like, they would be like, okay, you're in this situation. This is what happened. How do you respond to this? What play do you call? What do you do in this situation? Like very situational kind of questions. Yes. And and that's kind of interesting because I don't know how many interviews they, they sit down and get that specific, you know, about these different scenarios, but I think it's something where the culture is so dead set on, we're going to try to cover about every situation a head coach will face, right? And, and we're going to vet out, out of all these candidates, you know, who is the guy that we think is going to be able to handle these things the best. And obviously they felt like Steichen was their guy. And so um, I thought it was very interesting kind of moving on to, um, you know, some of the things with this presser. The Colts had a number of players who were in attendance, not just players, but also personnel in attendance for this uh, introductory press conference. Some of those guys were a lot of the, the scouting staff were there. Um, Gus Bradley was there, Bubba Ventrone, uh, players Michael Pittman, uh, Quentin Nelson, Bernard Ryman, and interesting enough, Tyquan Lewis, who is an impending free agent. I thought that was just interesting that the Colts had all these guys there. Um, and it seemed like from what I heard, and I think Stephen Holder had reported it, Gus Bradley was all smiles. So does that indicate <laughs> maybe that Steichen and him have talked and – you know, he's feeling pretty good about staying here with the Colts. I mean, I I would think that, you know, if the Colts would bring him and Bubba in, it's probably a good sign for them. I don't know what your thoughts are on that, but I just thought that was yeah. interesting that they're both in there. We'll definitely talk about um, that one in another video for sure, which will be coming up in the next day. Uh, but that that definitely does sound like a good sign that they were there supporting this new head coach. And I mean, obviously you got a chance to talk with people about your reaction to this. I have not yet uh, when it comes to how I feel about this. And again, it felt, it felt a sigh of relief to hear that it was official this morning. And, you know, I didn't get a chance to actually watch the presser. I watched it back after I got off work in between doing all my other stuff that I've had to do today. Um, But I, I thought it was, it was really emotional to hear to see him get emotional, you know, for that sort of situation. And, you know, there's, there's guys that, you know, will get nervous. There's guys that will, you know, sound arrogant. There's guys that don't know what to say. He knew what to say, but it was so emotional. I feel like on top of just losing a Super Bowl literally uh, two days ago, you know, it's kind of a, a surreal feeling that 
he was in that moment. And then here we are less than 48 hours later, he's in a new building with a new organization in a in a job that was his dream job. I mean, this is something that Steichen has been working towards for his entire coaching career uh, to finally get in this moment with the Indianapolis Colts. Now feels like a dream come true. And, you know, it was really awesome to see him show that kind of emotion uh, and to feel that certain way about it just goes to show you how important this opportunity means to him going forward and all this other thing. So really awesome to see. And like you say, you mentioned all the names that were there. Um, Michael Pittman, Quentin Nelson, Bernard Ryman, Tyquan Lewis, a uh, very interesting group uh, there that were in there. So uh, talking about some of the other things that Sykin mentioned you know, talking about the four key pillars to success in the building, you know, talking about character, you know, we've talked about that a ton throughout all of this, uh, about finding the right character guys, right? The guys that are going to come in, do the right thing. Uh, preparation. He says the, some of the best coaches and players that I have ever been around some of the greatest players ever are, are dedicated fully to their craft. And he mentioned that several times in this presser, Cody, talking about how, you know, you don't get to be really good at your, at your game if you do not obsess over the idea of getting better at what you do. And I think that's a important thing because I think he's going to hammer that very uh, tightly into the brains of every player and coach in there saying, you know, we got to all start getting better. You know, that's why we we're in the situation that we were at four and 13 last year. Cause uh, we weren't on straight with that. Now we got to do more consistency is another one that's obvious. And then relentlessness, like you said, just getting, you want to be amazing at your craft to the point where it's not in question how good and how dedicated you are to the game of football. So what'd you make of the, uh, the four key pillars in this. Yeah. I mean, I think they're absolutely critical. Right. Um, and it seems like obviously him and Ballard are on the character thing. They both definitely see that and agree that character, you know, is so, so critical in getting that, um, you know, just the preparation I think was big, um, you know, talking about how he said, man, those are the biggest, that's the biggest separator is being prepared. That's the biggest, that's what separates, you know, the teams. That's what separates the teams that, you know, are top 10 in the draft. And that's what separates the teams that are, playoff teams. And then that even further, that's what separates teams that are Super Bowl teams is the preparation. The preparation always matters. And it, and it, and it was something where, you know, with the Colts last year, it just never felt like they were prepared, right? Especially down the stretch. I mean, you talk about the last two weeks of the 2021 season, the Colts had to win one of those two. We know that's well documented. They couldn't even win one of those games against, frankly, inferior opponents at that point. Right. Yes. And the team was not prepared to come out and win and, and, and play good football. And so uh, I think that's just something that, you know, Steichen's going to make it very, very uh, he's going to get on guys. Right. He's going to be like getting them as prepared as possible. And that's what he's going to demand out of his players and out of everybody, out of the coaching staff. And I think that's just something that's maybe been lacking the last year, year and a half from this Colts team is just they haven't been prepared in the, in the games that matter. They really haven't. I mean, started off from this year. I mean, you talk about. Uh, terrible preparation, terrible start. I mean, Derek, the Colts tied the worst team, one of the worst teams in the NFL to start the season, and then they lost the second game. Uh, and it's just like they just weren't prepared, you know, for it. They just weren't prepared when it mattered, and they weren't prepared the whole season. It was very obvious by that point. And 
And that that's what separates those teams, man, is those teams that are prepared and are smart and aren't giving away games. And so I think that's obviously huge. And then consistency is big. I mean, the Colts were so inconsistent last year, right? They would get out in front of teams. They would be really competitive. And then we saw down the stretch, especially it felt like in the fourth quarter, the Colts just fell off a cliff, man. They were not consistent at all. Um, they showed flashes and then they would just would go limp almost. And so I think that's definitely a huge one too. Um, and when's the last time we've talked about a relentless Colts team? It feels like it's been a while now. I mean, I feel like early on with Reich, they were, you can never count them out, but like, you know, when, when is the, when have the Colts just been feared, you know, offensively, when have they been feared? I, it's been a while. It's been a while. Mm-hmm. It's probably been since honestly, 2018 with Andrew Luck. So the fact that the Colts are, you know, that's one of the pillars that this Colts team is going to be built on. I mean, this 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 is just like so like hand in hand with what Chris Ballard has built this team. And what kind of it kind of mirrored a little bit what his core philosophies were, right? When he came in. Yeah. Um, talk- he said philosophy wise, him and Steichen were dead on with how yeah. they wanted to do things. Said there were a couple things in the interview process that they didn't agree on, but he said that's that's life, you know, it's that's how it's okay. gonna be for you know? anybody when it comes to that. But he saw that out that even though they disagreed, he can respect the fact that Steichen had his own opinion on it because GMs, I mean, Ballard is a typical is a type of GM where you know, if, if you got a gut feeling about something and that's what Steichen has is gut feelings, he mentioned that, you know, I go off of my gut, like don't back away from it, dude. Just because I'm the GM, don't cower away from it. Be be critical of it. Like, I think it needs to go like this. I'm going to stick to it. I don't care if you as the GM like it or not. I'm going to tell you how I see fit. And that's and that obviously resonated with Ballard. Yeah, and, you know, you don't – and I think that's good that there's a little bit of, you know, not discourse, but, no, they don't agree on everything. They don't see everything eye to eye. Like, I think that is maybe one of the primary reasons – and I'm not going to put it all on Reich because, obviously, Ballard deserves a share of the blame too. But Reich was just – he's not going to be the guy that's going to be like a Steichen where he's going to be like, hey, our – he wouldn't probably say this, but, you know, and he wouldn't say this about his players, but like, hey, we don't have enough for the wide receiver position. Go get me a guy. Like he would do that. I really believe that he would do that. He's kind of got that Sirianni fire to him a little bit. Yes, he um, does. He has that fire, dude. He brings that juice. Yeah, he does. He definitely does. We've seen different videos of him doing that, man. And I just wonder, you know, how many times has Jim Irsay played that that video that's been kind of going around the internet today, uh, around Colts Nation, about Steichen talking about the division. Winning the division is so critical. (laughs) Colts haven't done it. You know, in, in Ballard's era, they haven't done it since like 2014 or something like that crazy. Mm-hmm. So like getting a coach like that, I think is just, it's so, so critical. Um, and just having a guy that's going to hold guys accountable and is also going to hold the GM accountable. It's going to push back. I think that's just something the Colts have been missing a little bit of that fire, if you will. Um, so yeah, I guess that's my, my overall thoughts just on that. Um, I thought that was just very interesting. Um, he seems like he's a guy that he's prepared. He's got the head knowledge, obviously. You know, he's a play yes. caller in Philadelphia, and look what they did. I mean, they they were a couple plays away from a Super Bowl championship, um, and the mm-hmm. offense wasn't to blame. So, I mean, they scored heck 35 points, and they lost. So, if that tells yeah, you anything. Exactly. Um, but, yeah, I just thought that was interesting. He's got a little bit of that. He's got that, that brainiac kind of thing. He's very smart. He's worked with different quarterbacks, different style quarterbacks. He's worked with Phillip Rivers, Justin Herbert, Jalen Hurts. So he's seen a little bit of everything, but he's also got that fire competitiveness that I think was just kind of lacking a little bit from Frank Reich, where it was almost to the point where Reich was kind of like, 
yeah, whatever you give me, I'll be fine with it. But like, just kind of going through the motions. A little yeah, bit. but it's not. That's just kind of. It's not a knock on Reich, but he's just not that guy that's going to go demand. You know, a wide receiver. Or he's not going to go demand another, you know, whatever it is. Uh, but Steichen will do that. And I think that's just maybe something that, you know, clearly it's what the Colts were looking for. It's kind of, mm-hmm. you know, personality-wise, it's definitely a, a lot different than Frank Reich in that way. Um, and I think maybe that's why, you know, maybe that, honestly, probably why Jim Irsay fell in love with just Saturday. Um, obviously, there's a player aspect to that. But also, you know, Steichen's got a, got a little of that, too. He's going to hold guys accountable. He's going to do those things that I think a head coach needs to do. And obviously, Ursay feels that way. But he's also got the resume and the pedigree as well um, to back it up. And so I just think it's like a – for the Colts, what they view it, it's, just, it's, a, it's a better – you know, it's, it's kind of more what they're looking for, more what it lines up with. But there's also the – Hey, he actually deserves this, right? He's a qual- more than qualified candidate for this position, and it just kind of felt like. And, and sorry, I'm kind of rambling here, Derek, but it kind of just good. felt like, um, you know, with the Reich thing, kind of what Ballard wanted to do. It kind of seemed like it was more of a Mike Vrabel type of coach, anyhow, than than a Frank Reich type of coach. That's kind of the vibe I got. Now, obviously, Ballard made the decision, so he needs to be held accountable for that. But it kind of feels like, you know, personality wise and just how they, they view the game. It seems like Steichen's more of a more of a Ballard type of coach, if that makes sense. So that's yeah. kind of what I took away from it. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Yeah, I totally agree with you. I mean, his uh, energy and the way he approaches things definitely is a lot more straightforward uh, than I think what Frank Reich originally had. And I think that's where, you know, you're going to see different things go down and we'll continue throughout this week and throughout the entire offseason, you know, kind of talking about how we think Steichen's going to break things down offensively. Uh, but, you know, we, you talked about it with the play calling thing. And, you know, of course, he was asked during the press conference, hey, you going to call plays or is that something you're going to give to somebody else? And he said, no, I'm going to call plays. Uh, He had no hesitation on that whatsoever. Um, I mean, I know you and I did a video just recently of, you know, talking about whether or not he should or not and probably should have somebody else do it while him, you know, do what he needs to do. But clearly he has enough confidence in himself uh, to be able to do that and to be able to do what needs to be done. But I think he's a very adaptable guy when it comes to how things go. Um, what do you, what, what's your response to him saying, no, nah, I'm going to be calling plays going forward. 
yeah, as far as that goes, I would say for me, um, I kind of look at it like this and maybe some people kind of have a bad taste in their mouth from, you know, what happened with Frank Reich and all that stuff and how there was some disagreement on some play calling. That was one of his biggest criticisms, you know, from the last couple of years. I think the difference for me, Derek, is Frank Reich never called plays in Philadelphia. He never did. He was more of what Nick Sirianni is doing and more of what Nick Sirianni did actually in Indianapolis, you know? And so, and that's okay because I feel like every head coach has their strengths and their weaknesses. And I felt like it never really made a whole lot of sense that for a guy like Reich, you know, he was so dead set on calling the plays, you know, for his time in Indy, but he never really had experience doing that. And so obviously he's not going to be an expert at it, but like with Steichen, I think I'm a little bit more confident that like we're not going to have a similar situation to that because he actually has experience doing it the last year and a half, right? And you saw the difference in the Philadelphia offense from last year to this year. I mean, my goodness, um, they're, you know, from 2020, like the start of 2021 to when Steichen took over, this Philly offense just found a new level. You know, they were just so much better. The team had success, led them to the playoffs. And then this year, you know, with the fully healthy uh, roster and obviously having A.J. Brown helps as well, uh, this team was the best, one of the best, if not the best offense in the NFL. And so obviously the players need to do that. The players need to play and you need to get good players. You need to get superstars, which the Eagles do have. Um but more than that, I just think for Steichen, um, while it's probably not going to be perfect, you know, nobody's a perfect play caller. Um, I have confidence. I feel like he's shown that he can do it. Um, now, the question is, there's a lot more to, you know, as opposed to a coordinator than a head coach. There's a lot more there, right? There's a lot more things he has to do, and he acknowledged that. But I feel like if there's a guy that could do it, you know, that's on the market, that would be a potential head coach this year, I feel like Steichen is a guy that can do that because he's proved that he can call plays effectively um, and call them at an elite level. So that's kind of my thoughts overall and kind of my difference. And I think there's been some comparisons to him and Reich because they'll both, you know, they both came into Indy and they both are calling plays, but I don't really see it that way. I think Steckin has a lot more experience and a lot more of a proven track record calling plays and doing it right. Yeah, absolutely agree with you on that. Uh, I think it's a different scenario than what I think a lot of people just see they both came from Philly. They both came from the same position. They're just thinking it's going to end up being the same way. It's not okay. The, some of the best coaches in the game call their own plays when it comes to Mm -hmm. things like that. It's the new way of the NFL. So, I mean, Steichen will figure it out one way or another. If he finds out it's going to be too much, I don't think Steichen's going to be too overly proud to admit when there's something that's going on. Cause one thing that we have seen is his adaptability as a coach to be able to learn what he's doing right and what he's doing wrong. And I think that that's a good thing to look forward to. Uh, let's kind of talk about a few more details here. Cause there's quite a few more that we still need to get into, uh, some good quotes that came in. Uh, but the one quote, he was talking about the quarterback and it mentioned some of the things the first thing he mentioned was accuracy. Next thing he said was decision-making, the ability to create, and the willingness to win. Uh, now, clearly, Cody, you and I don't know like uh, the, these guys' willingness to win. We don't talk to these players. We don't know whether or not one really cares more about football than the other. But, I mean, when you look at accuracy, decision-making, and ability to create, I mean, it certainly leaves a lot of fun to think about uh, what quarterback that could entail, right? Because mm-hmm. when we're talking about these uh, players, and sure enough, like Ursay, when they were talking about it later on, um, 
when they were talking about, you know, the possibilities of what the Colts might do with uh, this draft pick going forward. You know, they mentioned so much, uh, so much trust in Steichen that they feel they could do anything with this draft pick now and still be able to figure out what they want to do. Um, I thought it was funny because uh, Ballard uh, joked with, uh, the media about trading back. Like, you knew that one was going to get clipped. Uh, but then Ursay started going off on a tangent, which we're going to talk about in a video for another time. So when you guys see it, it'll be funny. Uh, but, you know, he was talking about Bryce Young. He was talking about, you know, the potential to for what to develop a young quarterback. Certainly sounds like, uh, you know, how much of a role do you think Steichen's going to have in figuring out who this next young quarterback is that they're going to develop. He's going to be critical, right? He's going to be critical. He's going to be working with this guy. So he's going to have his hot, basically his hips tied with this guy, right? They're going to come in together. I mean, so I think Steichen should have, you know, one of, if not the biggest voice in this, honestly. Um, and I know he's going to, I, hopefully he's in a lot of these interviews with some of these prospects and kind of gets to know them a little bit. And I feel like, you know, Steichen now, you know, being and seeing how the Colts kind of, hired him in that process. I think maybe the Colts will try to do something similar with these prospects and see, okay, you're in this situation. What do you do? What, you know, how do you handle this? And just, you know, kind of like go in that same way and kind of have that same scenario and, and battle test these guys a little bit. Obviously you can't get a full glimpse because it's not, you know, the pads aren't on and it's not live bullets, but I think if you can get as good of a, you know, look as you can, I think Steichen's going to be critical into that. Um, you know, one thing that you talked about Derek, when it comes to, uh, to Steichen and his adaptability, I want to go back to that real fast because Steichen's a guy that he's going to build around his quarterback. It's not going to be like Steichen's bringing in his system, right? He's bringing in, you know, what he wants, like maybe Sean Payton's going to do that. Um, but Steichen's not going to do that. You know, he's going to be able to be willing to work with his quarterback and figure out, okay, what are the, what is his quarterback's strengths? Now, as far as who the quarterback is, that is the question of all questions. And it's hard because Steichen's worked with every single type of quarterback. You know, you can imagine he's worked with the immobile pocket passer, Philip Rivers. He's worked with Herbert who can scramble, but is typically a pocket passer. And he's worked with Hertz, who can run. And you saw him use a lot of quarterback draws and things of that nature in the Super Bowl even. So it's hard to say which one um, is kind of the one that he's looking for. Um, I think all these quarterbacks can scramble if they need to, which I think is good. Um, but does he go – you do wonder, does he go more recent to what he knows? You know, yeah. Um, what is his tendency? I don't know what it is at this point because he's done a little bit of everything and he's developed you know, the two guys, the two rookies, I mean, he was key in, in Justin Herbert's development, right. And throwing, breaking the rookie record for passing touchdowns yeah. in the rookie of the year. And, and with Jalen Hurts, an MVP candidate, if he doesn't get hurt, he probably does win that. And so Steichen has that. That's the great thing about Steichen is he's adaptable. And you see that by the two different young quarterbacks that he's worked with and developed and gotten the most out of. And so, uh, yeah, I think for, for that, it, you just don't know, but, um, I, I'm really intrigued with just that adaptability that he's going to bring. Um, and that's something that I think maybe in certain ways, Reich was a little bit more set in his ways of the offense. Um, now, to be fair, Reich didn't really have a, a top five rookie quarterback that he's going to draft, right? I mean, yeah. Reich definitely was <laughs> hamstrung there, but which I think is that that's why it's going to work well for Steichen is he's going to get the opportunity to get his guy right off the bat. And so I think it just, it just makes a lot of sense there and, um, yeah, I think I I think to answer your question, sorry, I'm going on a lot of tangents tonight, but I'm <laughs> yes, there's just are. so much to say, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Psyching, but 
yeah, I really do feel like he's going to be critical in, in who the Colts do select in this process for sure. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Uh, then the last two quotes here that we'll get uh, was, he had a very interesting quote. It was, throw to score points, run to win. Uh, kind of giving the philosophy of, you know, what he plans to do with this offense moving forward, which is very funny to hear that, Cody, because normally, what have we always heard under Frank Reich? Run the damn ball. Run the damn ball. This team operates under running the football with Jonathan Taylor. And sure enough, now it sounds like we're kind of going in the exact opposite here, uh, going a completely different direction in how we approach the game. And I think it just goes to show you just like it was very similar to how uh, how the Eagles attacked teams this year was attack them early with the pass. And then when you sustain a lead, then you start running the ball down their throats. Then you start running, you start controlling game clock and you start dictating how the flow of the game goes. And of course, when you have a running back like Jonathan Taylor, y- y- all realms of possibility there when it comes to that. And maybe Shane Steichen will say, I could probably afford to run the ball a little bit more than what I normally do in my offenses because of the running back that I have. He's never had a running back this explosive, this athletic, this powerful in a backfield yet with him. He hasn't had one of these yet. So, you know, it could be very interesting how they approach that. But what was your thought to hearing the words throw to score points and run to win? Gosh, it's refreshing. I mean, the Colts have been stuck in the 20th century in terms of their football mindset for way too long under Frank Reich. (laughs) I'm sorry, but they have been. And, you know, that's welcome to the modern NFL. You know, that's how these the best teams win. That's how the best teams go time and time again. I mean, you look at all the teams that are in contention of the Super Bowl. What do they have? They have a lethal passing attack. Pretty much every single one, Derek. San Francisco is maybe the, the exception to that rule. But they're, you know, for the majority, you see that trend of rookie quarterback, you develop him, he turns into a superstar, you ride him, and you fill everything out on the, you know, you figure out everything else on the way. Like, and that's how you should do it. That is how teams win and have some sustained success. Running the football is important. No question about it. Especially when you get into playoff time, you're going to have to run the football. That's just, that's just part of it. You know, you have to have a good balance. And unfortunately, the Colts have been with the, with the run the ball mantra, like, it's a frustrating mantra because it's like, well, passing the ball is clearly more important. I mean, we've seen this every single team the last couple of years that has been, you know, in contention for the Super Bowl pretty much has that same kind of formula. And so it's nice to see the Colts kind of getting out of some of those ways in certain ways. And, you know, Stiking kind of bring in a little bit of a modern offense, if you will, uh, and a modern mindset, I guess, as well to, to how you approach the game and attack teams offensively. So to me, it's just so refreshing. It's just like, finally, finally, we have a guy who gets it, you know, a guy who has seen it 
and has developed it and is going to develop it again, hopefully, here in Indianapolis. So for me, it was very refreshing to hear that. It's just like, okay, whew, we have a guy who I could actually get on board with his philosophy now. Yep, absolutely. And then the last thing that we'll talk about here, uh, which is a very important point, and again, guys, there's so much to take away from this presser. So if you want to check that out, be sure to check it out on our YouTube channel. You see this guy react to it with our good friend Drake. And you can also watch it on the Indianapolis Colts uh, YouTube page as well. The last thing that we'll talk about, and it is he brought up a good example of what a good quality coach will tell you is that he is looking for to a scheme to fit his players, not players to fit his scheme. The problem is, is you is every time you get into an aspect, Cody, of wanting to find players to fit your scheme, you restrict how uh, not every player you are going to get is going to fit your scheme. Not every single one. And a lot of the ones that you will get sometimes are not as great of players as the other ones are simply due to the fact that you're trying to follow a scheme. So what he wants to do is, you know, he talked about it with all of his guys. Like how do I best game plan around the players that I have? You know, they were talking about Jalen hurts, you know, what Jalen hurts does well. How do I, what did he do in college? How can I best form a game plan to try to at, use the attributes that he has to help us win football games instead of, like, what can he do in my scheme to try to make sure that we win this way? Like, no, that's not how you do things. You want to try. He says it's a player's league. It always will be. This is kind of how it is. And you have to be in a situation where you're best fitting the players that you have on your team and what they can do best for you going forward. Now, of course, when we get this new quarterback that we're going to get, that will off that will dictate the scheme a lot. So how they will approach the uh offseason and into the season is ultimately going to depend on who they draft. But I mean, what what comes to your mind when you hear him say that he's looking to find uh, a scheme to fit his players, not players to fit his scheme? I think that's just what a good coach does is, you know, he figures out ways to get his players in the best positions to win. And that's what you should do, right? You shouldn't restrict yourself to, oh, we, we have these two players. This other player, he's a lot he, – talent-wise, he's better. But, but scheme-wise, this guy's better. That's what I think maybe kind of limited the Colts in terms of some talent, right? Because they kind of sometimes went with more of the scheme guy than the overall potential guy in certain ways. It wasn't always the case, but I do wonder if certain ways, you know, because they were set in their ways in certain certain aspects, they – it kind of limited them and who they could draft. Now, obviously, there's some character things that you know the Colts are always going to probably stick to under Ballard and probably Steichen as well. But I do think it opens up the potential to maybe bring in some guys that maybe are a little bit more on the line, but the talent is undeniable. Like, I do think maybe that it will help um, in that aspect. Is like Steichen says, just get me the talent, I'll develop the talent. You know, don't worry about that aspect. Just get me talent, and I'll, I'll work with it. You know, and... Uh, we'll, if we have to deal with other stuff, we'll deal with it as it comes. Like in that, for me, that's the way you do it, man. That's how other teams have done it and been successful. Heck, you look at the Chiefs with Kadarius Tony, a prime example of this, right? A cast off, but he was extremely talented. He was young, and Andy Reid said, "Give me him. I'll work with him." You know, mm -hmm. and I don't know if it's going to work out for him, but he was critical in their Super Bowl run and their Super Bowl, you know, win. 
So like guys like that, that like, you know, he can say, yeah, they're not where we want them to be right now, but let me work with them. Let my staff work with them. We'll get them there. I really believe in that. We'll work around them. We'll play to their strengths. And that's something maybe the Colts didn't do as well down the stretch is play to players' strengths. I mean, how many times did we get so frustrated with the fact that the Colts never seemed to use Naheem Hines, never seemed to use Paris Campbell, and never seemed to use Jelani Woods last year? Yeah. That's not going to be a thing, guys. Not going to be a thing with Steichen. I really don't think it will be. Um, If he is, and from what we've seen, he's going to do it, he's going to use the players and the talent around him. Because why wouldn't you, right? Why wouldn't you do that, you know? Just because, you know, they're not a part of like, a scheme you've used before or they're not like the tight end you had before, for example, like, you know, Jelani Woods is not like Dallas Goddard. That's okay. We'll scheme around Jelani. We'll work with Jelani. We'll figure it out, you know. And so for me, that's very refreshing um, just to have a coach that's that's going to be less about the scheme. Scheme's important, clearly. But it's going to be more about scheming around the players, not having the players fit his mold, if that makes sense. So, yeah, I'm very excited about that. I thought that was a really good comment by Steichen and uh, really looking forward to the ways that he's going to use it and, you know, the ways that they're going to use the talent they already have on the roster. So, yeah, uh, I like that comment. I thought that was a really, really good comment and very refreshing to hear from somebody who's been pounding the table for years for all these talented players the Colts have brought in to actually get used properly. So, yeah, feel really, really good about that. Yep, I think most of Colts Nation can feel good about the Shane Steichen presser and everything that was said. So that's going to do it for this one, guys. Again, let us know your thoughts in the comments on what you felt about Shane Steichen and his presser today. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. Thank you for all the support. And as always, go Colts. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.